Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews podcast. Thanks for being here. I'm Lauren Conlon. Today, I have a seriously important episode with Casey Hammer, the aunt of Army Hammer, and the subject of the new documentary, House of Hammer, on Discovery+. Plus. Casey, I have been very fascinated with this story, and I've been fascinated with your strength as well in coming forward, because I cannot imagine that this has been easy on you. I mean, if anybody is saying to you at all, and and I want to ask you, if anyone's saying that you're doing this for the wrong reasons, they would be wrong because this is absolutely insane. This whole story, your whole family tree, my mind is absolutely blown. It, it, it is crazy and it's a wild ride. And, and I think the most, um, one of the points is I, I like to remind people of is I didn't go looking for this. I mean, yes, seven, eight years ago, I wrote a book and I self-published it and it was called mm-hmm. Surviving My Birthright. Mm-hmm. And that was my own way of healing and journaling and making sense of what I had gone through. And um, when I got the first copy, I was able to hold it and be like, see, it's true because it's in print. So that was kind of my journey, but I controlled the narrative. And then fast forward last year, I'm at Home Depot in San Diego as a kitchen designer, living a very quiet life. When one of my coworkers says, you know, Casey, you better take a, a peek on social media, TikTok, someone by the name of Zen Blonde is blowing your life up. And I literally turned that on and watched her, you know, within two hours, just power read my book live. And I just thought, oh my God, my life is, is, is out of my control and just like a death drop on a roller coaster, right? I had no idea what to do. And did you feel sick a little bit? Were you nervous, anxious? Like oh, what was going through your head? Yeah, absolutely. Because as you, you saw in House of Hammer, this is multi-generational. So based on my experiences, my life was always threatened and on um, in the spotlight. So it's kind of, it was a very familiar triggering feeling. And it's in that moment when the universe gave me that, uh, nugget of what are you going to do with this right and you either go right or left and I remember the press was reaching out because army was all over social media and when they found out that he had an aunt they wanted a soundbite and it was either I can contribute to that or I could shine a light and be an advocate for victims and survivors and really turn this into a positive journey because again I didn't choose it but it's now in front of me and I have a voice that people are listening to right now and I can shine a light on, you know, consent, on accountability, on just abuse in general. Because as we all know, there's more than just the physical abuse, there's the mental and emotional and it's the victims that need to be um, in the spotlight because it's the hardest thing to live with every day, but it's a struggle. and, And so hopefully this starts a conversation and that's kind of where I'm at today is, is in that moment. 
Yeah. And I, I think it, it was, you know, you, you described before you journaling and doing this, this book, this was your way of healing and your way of, of dealing with your traumatic past, you know? And I felt like for a lot of these women, you know, Courtney and Paige, I felt like this was their healing. I was really, I don't want to say I was happy for them, but I felt like they, you know, they had a chance to sort of say what they wanted to say without having to type it on social media, on Twitter and responding to people. And it just gets to be too much, you know? And you also, I mean, I, this is how I would feel, but but having to reiterate your story over and over just makes you feel like people don't believe you. And, you know, I, I don't like that. I'm not here for that. I, I really try to believe all women and I want to believe all women. So, um, but just going back to everything, you know, watching the doc, I, I was surprised in a way almost that army did not comment because it wasn't really all about him. You personally did not really say anything negative about army, right? Nothing that you said was, you know, it was, it was mostly like, yeah, he was a shit little kid. He kicked me in the shins, which, you know, I found to be hilarious. Cause I'm just like, oh my God, like, like right to me right there. I was like, what a little shit. He started off as a little shit and you know, he still is a shit. So, um, but no, I, I was surprised. Now, have you, have you talked to your sister-in-law to Michael's wife or anything? Has she said anything to you through lawyers or whatever? I mean, as you see in House of Hammer, a lot of things get answered in the third um, episode. But again, mm-hmm. it was more 15 years ago when my mom was dying. We were she was the glue that held the fake family together. So we always still got together and pretended to love each other and mm-hmm. spent a week while she was dying. So it was after that moment that we all went our separate ways and there was no longer a need for us to be, you know, to appease her or to make her happy. So it was kind of in that moment. And then um, again, just like you, I was learning about army through the media. And for me, it was um, another, you know, hammer man being in the press because that's what I grew up with. So it was something that was normal to me. And, you know, on my experiences, it was, it was nothing that I was shocked about. So, you know, again, it's, it's, um, I've lived with this for 62 years. And when, you know, the producers first came to me and said, we read your book and want to tell your story. It was Mm -hmm. one of those moments where I didn't know who was going to be involved. And then when we all were filming and I realized that, you know, some of the victims had come forward and it was like, how brave of these women, because, yeah, I've lived with it, but this is real time for them in the sense of social media. And I, I'm tech challenged, so I don't understand social media that much, but <laughs> like it's brutal and they oh, yeah. endured a lot. And also, you know, some of the people that cooperated in my story or came forth in, the, in House of Hammer, it's, it's like even... Um, a couple of my friends wanted to remain anonymous. And again, it's because my family has so much money, so much reach, so much power, so much scary stuff that you are fearful of retaliation. So you haven't heard from Drew at all, like not at all. Um, Yeah, no, it's um, one of those things where we just, we don't. It's done. Yeah, yeah. it's done. Now, have, had you met Elizabeth Chambers before Army's ex-wife? I had, um, they, when my mom was, um, right before she was dying, uh, Army and Elizabeth came up, they were engaged at the time to spend the weekend and we all were together. Um, and then when my mom was dying, I think Army was filming, so he couldn't be a part of, but everyone else was there. 
Wow. And it's, it's crazy to me to think that he, I don't want to say he duped Elizabeth, but essentially he did. I mean, he, he says a few times, you know, I didn't want to degrade my wife this way. However, you know, your father and your grandfather didn't really seem to mind it. So, you know, it's, it's interesting how generationally they're similar, but they're also different. He felt the need to, you know, to have a quote unquote, sorry, my headphones, um, a normal life. And then, you know, have this, this secret on the side, right. Which makes me think here, Casey, that he's not going to get better after this. I personally don't believe you can get better and you can shake this type of behavior. I personally believe that he's just going to be better about not getting caught. Really? That's what I think. So and the thing with how I grew up, um, my father was in and out of mental institutions my whole um, life. And so he was always going in and out of rehab as well, um, per my grandfather's request. So he never got better. And I saw right. it was just for image. And until the person chooses to, you know, take accountability and make amends for what they've done and admit it um, and choose to get well or get he healthy or healed. It's just for image. So again, mm. our family lives on the outside. We're camera ready. You know, women were very disposable in the family. My father was an only child. So there was only my mother and myself. And my mother was basically when she left my father destroyed by my grandfather. So there was that fear. And then I was told, as long as I look pretty and don't embarrass the family and stay on point, I'll be taken care of the rest of my life. But if you were a man in this family, oh my God, it was like the red carpet was rolled out for you. Yeah. I mean, I noticed that there's so many things in this documentary. I was like, wait, your dad committed a murder. I mean, yeah. you, this is the other thing that blew my mind is when, I'm sorry, you had to witness your dad offer to pay your brother to borrow his girlfriend. And then she ends, I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking gross. It's literally, so that brings me to my next question for you. I mean, I feel like you had to have had contact with Jeffrey Epstein at some point. I mean, I feel like, no, right. I feel like this, like your family is like, this is no, it's mind blowing. I'm like, I know you're on opposite ends, but of, of the U S but you had to have, right. Like my family I, nothing surprises me to be totally honest with you. Okay. Um, and again, it's like based on how I grew up and you, you saw in the docuseries, I mean, presidents were calling my grandfather. We yes. hung out with them. Um, we basically royalty. I mean, he entertained everybody. And back then too, there was no social media. Right. So it was a very closed and secretive, wealthy, famous society. So people always to be on the guest list. They always wanted to know what was going on at these parties. And it was one of those things where it was so secretive, but you also couldn't Google and be like, is this what rich people normally do? Right. So they got away with everything. And, and my generation and beyond, they don't talk about anything. I mean, still no one talks yeah. about it. It's like, I don't want to talk. It's like, if you don't talk about it, it doesn't exist, which is, right. you know, Right. So, but, no. but you, with your own eyes, you never witnessed him at a party with your family or you never, you never saw him in person, like at a family function. 
to be honest, my twenties and thirties, I was so medicated. I don't remember a lot. Oh, Casey. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's it. a good answer. That's a good I mean, answer. Yeah. By choice. It's like when I was um, going back through my storage unit, cause my grandfather always um, gave you a photo album after all these parties. And these parties were like once a month, these black tie events. Yeah. And you always saw thousands of, you know, your closest friends or who was at the party. So it wasn't until I was going back through the, you know, some of the photo albums that I was like oh I didn't know I met him or you know you just yeah sure sure um again it's just yeah I none of the behavior surprises me um right there was a lot and also too we only had three hours um there is so much more to be told on the docuseries oh right yeah yeah yeah. no I I believe that are you kidding me I totally believe that now uh, I was going to ask you, I just had it. I'm like, my phone keeps locking and I keep looking down, but no. So in terms of, uh, Elizabeth right now, I don't know if you've been reading up on this, but you know, they, it came out that Elizabeth was in contact with Effie and Effie has been releasing her text messages, um, and basically saying, I need you to do this. I need you to do this because they were working together to, you know, out army, but Effie on one hand was like, I, I can't do this with you anymore. Like I feel sick. I'm trying to recover and heal. And Elizabeth was really, really pushing her because she wanted full custody of the kids. Now, do you think Elizabeth's heart is in the right place through all this? Like, I don't really know what to think. I know that, you know, if it was me in my shoes, my kids would be the most important. So I, you know, I can't really fault her for that. But I just I mean, want to get your take. Yeah. Uh, my understanding, you know, again, it, it it's hard to comment. I don't really know her that well. I know the family. I know what the family can make you do. Um, I yeah. know with the threats of being cut off or um, being hurt or they can make you do some crazy things. And, and again, I mean, you see in house of hammer, I was 11 years old holding a phone book when my father shot at it. And to me, that was okay. And then fast forward, I was in my thirties after my grandfather died, you know, babysitting my father. So he didn't blow his brains out. And every hour he would hold a 357 Magnum up to my temple to see if I was possessed by aliens. So that went on for about a week and literally in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, oh, he loves me. He's my father. He can't hurt me. But he was so on meth and coke and just so not of sound mind and body. And every time he would leave the house, the Beverly Hills Police Department would bring him back and say, he, he's suffering. You know, no one would arrest him. Or, or So again, you're helpless because these people of power and money and you witness that. So that's just your normal. So when you break away from you know, the family, again, you do, I know my mom did a lot of desperate things too, but yeah, it's, it's, right. um, it's really challenging. I don't have children myself, but I know I would do anything for my cats. Right. No. And that's, and that's what I thought of. Like, I, I really do feel so horrible for Effie because to me, you know, the other women didn't necessarily get raped. Obviously they were, um, abused and assaulted to a degree, but Effie really, you know, she had a lot of trauma that she had to deal with. And yeah, Elizabeth definitely was not being sensitive to the trauma. However, I know as a mom of two young kids, my kids are basically the same age. I think, I hate to say it, I might be the same way because I would just do anything to make sure I have them, especially, especially if she maybe read your book. I don't know. She is a son, Ford. I mean, are you worried for Ford? I'm worried for Ford. Like, 
this is like clearly it's been going on for a few generations i mean for me it's um i worry about any child like no child should be in that situation um and again you see that in in house of hammer because I still blame myself for not protecting me as a little girl. So I see, you know, that 11, 12, 13 year old little Casey and, and it's, it's hard for me. And I still work on that daily as to, you yeah. know, I wasn't there for her because you, you think that people are going to change and that's your definition of love. That's all, you know. And mm -hmm. so I think that the struggles and the daily, you need help to get through it for one. And I feel for all victims uh, and survivors, because again, they don't necessarily know how to talk about it. So the yeah. Me Too movement really helped when it came to the business, right? Mm -hmm. But I think there needs to be a Me Too for home as well, because again, it's um, just because your parents give birth to you and say they love you, it doesn't mean they can do anything they want or that they've got your best interests, right? It's like, there needs to come a point where you need to check in with yourself and, and, and be okay with what's happening. And if not, say something. And I think that this is what the documentary is going to shine a light on is creating a safe space because people say to me a lot, um, my family wasn't as wealthy as yours, or I wasn't as dysfunctional, but, and it's like, whenever there's a, but you have a story and it's valid and I want to listen to it. So it's kind of letting people know it's safe to come out because again, you see, um, people's, journeys publicly that may be a little bit different than what you would choose but again it's their healing mm. process they don't yes. they don't have help or they don't know how to heal or they don't think it's right because when you get abused whether it's physical which is something you can see like the sexual abuse they're still mental and emotional which just is traumatic because that's that continues on forever and you can't see it I, I agree with you totally hundred percent people. I think people forget that, you know, I know people are still dealing with the, you know, you live through nine 11, but you, you're never the same after that. Are you kidding me? You're never going to be like, people are like, Oh, but you lived, you survived. Well, yeah, but you know what that took, but no, I think I, I meant more like, are you worried for Ford in the sense that he will have the same characteristics as the other men in the family? That to me is what I thought of. I was like, Oh my gosh, he is a son is this going to be passed down to his son? Probably. I mean, the thing that that's hopeful in this moment is the mm -hmm. fact that this docuseries is out there. So right. people are now right. going to be paying attention, right? To mm -hmm. his children. People are going to be listening more possibly, you know, people are going to take their well-being maybe more openly yeah. whereas everything else has always been hidden. I mean, this has been going on in my life forever. I mean, I'm 62 and it's like, uh, you, you come to grips with it. When I was in San Diego, you know, working at Home Depot, it was like, I've kind of come to grips with my life. But yet when you read my book, you see there were moments where I didn't want to be here and I shouldn't have been here. Right. right. And isn't it recently where I stopped self-medicating about a year and a half ago. So I'm really sitting with being triggered, emotions, dealing with a lot of stuff. And yeah. it's still okay because again, if I can make it through the day and know that maybe my story helped one person, then it's really worth it. And I really think that for the first time in my life, I have my purpose as goofy as that sounds, but it's like, oh. I want to keep talking. I want to do Ted talks. I want to write more books. I just want to I just want to not stop. Like I do, I want yes. to keep moving and I don't know what that looks like, but it's okay because I know 
the universe has a bigger plan for me. And it's just really just embracing it and just, you know, breathing and doing yoga yeah. and meditating. Right. And yeah, ways that, that you'll be okay, you know, and, and engaging with others and having um, a conversation. And I think that's what hopefully this is going to be worth it. Yeah. I mean, I think that you are making such a difference in so many people's lives. I know, like, I actually have a girlfriend specifically who, you know, came out of a horrible relationship, really similar to this. And this doc was very triggering for her, but it really helped her really, really helped her. And, you know, she started following you on social media, like right away. And she, it's just been, it's been amazing for her. So just know like, that's a, I mean, I'm sure this is like times a million, but that's one story that like, for me personally to you, you know, you should know that. Um, but last thing I'll, I'll let you move on with your interviews and, and your day, but is it, is it true that, and I don't know if you would know this, but army is working as a concierge in the Cayman islands at a hotel. You know, in all honesty, I am seeing it play out in the media like you are. Okay. Um, he's also supposedly living in LA and Robert Downey Jr. is funding everything. He's I also, heard that. Yeah. Crazy. The next picture is he's in Rome having dinner with friends. So, you know, I make it, well, it's not, not a joke, but I say there's Army Hammer broke and then there's real people broke. So there you go. Um, it's all relative. Um, I don't know what the real story is. And, and again, you know, my hope is that people stop caring about what's going to happen with his career or mm. that and more on what's going to happen to the victims he left behind in a path, because again, they're having to constantly deal with it while he continues yes. on his, with while his life. he lives his life. Exactly. And that's why I have said multiple times publicly, I just, I don't see him changing. I see him getting smarter about it and just not wanting to, you know, not wanting to get caught, I guess, basically he's going to stay out of the public eye. That's my, uh, that's my guess for, you know, for his future, but see people like you who continue the conversation and continue to speak. It, mm -hmm. it just the people that are too afraid to come forward and say anything. So, you yeah. know, you empower people as well and, and, you know, hats off to you and just keep going. I'm serious. Yeah, no, I, my, actually it's funny, Casey, my mom is always like, shut up. You're going to get like, <laughs> no, I literally was like, this is like off topic, but I did this whole podcast on the dangers of fentanyl and how the border's wide open and all this stuff. And she's like, seriously, stop it. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. But anyway, um, this, it was lovely to talk to you. You really are doing God's work right now. And you are an inspiration. You literally come from one of the most fucked up families I've ever seen. Excuse my language. <laughs> like this is crazy. And, and here you are just absolutely classy and poised and, and well-spoken and just, you know, you really came out on top. So kudos to you. Thank really. you. Yeah, Appreciate of you. course. Of course. Um, yeah, I will, I will have this out uh, for next week. If you don't mind sharing it everywhere, I'd be so grateful, but thank you, Casey. Just send me a link. I'd love okay, to. Okay. I will. All right. Thank you. Have Bye. a great day. You too.